Welcome. Welcome. Hello. This is my show. My only show. I just can't even with myself right now. Let's babble about time. I babble wherever I can, whenever I can, however I can. This is N.E. Unleashed. Now without further ado. Let's jump right into it. Good morning, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. I, well, let's put it this way. Today is going to be a really interesting topic to cover. Only because, one, it's been a request, actually. I'm answering a request from a... I don't know if it's a subscriber. I don't... If you're listening, bro, this is... I'm not sure uh, what what our status is, but... I got a comment from one of my old, old episodes uh, by one two free, and he said, or he or she, she said, I'm not sure, great content, Nate, any chance of a how-to ENFP competency guide in your upcoming videos? Keep it up, mate. And then, okay sign. So, competency. This, I'm trying to wrap my head around the concept only because it's it's incredibly uncomfortable kind of going into this but at the same time i'm also super super excited to kind of get with it you know how to be and i didn't I didn't want it to be uh a clickbaity episode in a way because i do want to be able to cover at least how i feel would be appropriate or what i feel would be correct uh so i guess bear with me guys because it can get a little philosophical it can get a little bit interesting and it could get a little inaccurate. Let's put it that way. Or I could be generalizing a lot. So, you know, disclaimers aside, uh, moving on to the other types. TI users listening. I know y'all like to pick apart, pick it apart and everything. I mean, you're welcome to do so. You're welcome to try. I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't. I'm just saying that I totally have you guys in mind because in my head I'm thinking, oh, Lord, have mercy. I can only wonder what I'm going to go about with this. So a big part of my, guess, I guess, this issue I have with competency, even the word itself, because I have a, I have this belief system, or not a belief system, it's, it's a belief or, or maybe even a core value that... Competency is one of those things where you can't just claim it, in my opinion, at least. It, it falls under the same scope as humility, where you can't just be a person that says, Hi, I'm a humble person. Granted, other people have definitely said this. I'm not shaming them or like saying that they're wrong for doing so. It's just for myself, I find that kind of... I can't do that because I don't understand how can you admit something that, in my opinion, in when you say it, you kind of invalidate its point or its value by saying that. Like, for example, if I show up to a room and say, hey, I'm a humble person, it's as if I'm claiming it. Therefore, it subverts it and the opposite happens. You know, like, uh, what ends up happening is, am I really? It's going to open up the room to, oh, well, are you? Or how do we know? What if you're somebody we've never met yet? It's up to really time to tell. And as ENFPs, to those listening, you know, like, you know how I understand, do you guys understand how weird and difficult that can sound? Moving to a little bit uh, with that to fellow, you know, ENFPs listening. I love you guys. You guys are fantastic. You guys are my type. Um, I mean, we are the same type. That's kind of what I mean. We 
are a complicated bunch and complicated in a way that I will get into that. Uh, take whatever I say as a how do I put this with a grain, a bag of salt. I'm not here to claim that I'm a competent ENFP. I don't think I'll ever be able to claim that. I don't think I'll ever even feel to admit it. However, I can elaborate and provide steps that I myself have taken to get where I am now. And I, it's funny because I, we all have this ability to kind of be able to find out and seek out the competencies of other people because of our NE, we can see the potentials of others. But for some reason, when we reverse it onto ourselves, it could be a little of a, like an uncomfortable situation for us when we do that. Because when we reverse it onto ourselves, it's almost as if, I don't know, it's almost as if like we can't, we can't let ourselves do that. It, it comes off odd. Like I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but I have a thing where if I ever try to reverse it, some kind of, I guess, gear shift happens and then I have to kind of get uncomfortable and then I just don't even bother thinking about it. it. It's just one of those things. And a big part of the concept is, you know, show, don't tell, right? Like, this is why I have this belief. Like, it's just show, don't tell. It's something I've been carrying with me for years. If, you know... Be real, basically, is what I'm saying. If you have to tell me that you are something, then you're probably not. And a big part of this is also the idiom of actions speak louder than words in this situation. We as ENFPs, we already know we can talk. I mean, that's a given. We're talkative people. That's, that's not really a surprise. Now everyone's just waiting for us to walk the walk. And that's kind of where I'm going with this. And this train of thought, how to kind of... I'm, I'm rereading the comment. The, uh, how to competency guide is there even is there even a way we can even wrap this around i remember bringing this up to on twitter and i ended up getting you know a a big response of well do they want us to be like an istj or something and i personally didn't even translated the comment on youtube that way i actually took it as a way to showcase and talk about casually let's say uh how a growth path of an enfp would look like as its own isolated type or archetype or whatever because in a way you know i did maybe maybe it's even you know what i'm trying to say is like it's not that we have to play the game of try to pretend to be another type because our type is somehow useless in the real world. I actually don't even believe that at all. I So in a way, I took it as ENFP's personal, unique growth system or structure that only works for us. And other ENFPs out there who are, I guess, fascinated by that topic, you know, casually with me, have me on a background talking about this. I hope you guys, you know, take something out of this. Because in a way, I also... The big part of why I'm going to produce this and create this episode is I'm not going to say it as an end-all situation. I don't think it's even up to me to even claim that. I think it's really hard even for me to wrap my head around it. However, I want to have this opportunity to open the floor. Uh, So I'm going to say this early, and then I'll say this early. It's that if you have any stories, steps, growth moments that you personally have done to get where you are now and it doesn't have to be like oh i learned how to do te like this person honestly it's any growth thing that you know has definitely benefited your mental wellness your everything you know bring it up send me a comment send me an email send me anything i want to hear that this is not the first and last 
episode you know like this isn't of the of this topic i feel like we're gonna keep talking about this and it's something that we're gonna have to work together for and kind of make it happen because that's kind of how i feel about this it's such a how do i put it's such an odd concept i'm still trying to wrap my head around it but i'm gonna tackle it i've had folks actually come up to me and tell me that they want to hear something about it i want to hear my take on this and it's one of the most i think maybe because of an enneagram my one of my fixes in is self-preservation three so it's really uncomfortable for me to kind of put myself out there however my seven is loud so we'll do it <laughs> so back to my concept of b-rail be real. If you have to tell me something, that you are something, you're probably not. So don't come up at me and tell me that you're humble because in a way you also open yourself up to being countered by that. Whatever statement you say in the real world can and will be used against you. And I'm not saying this is going to be like, you know, go out in your world and be, oh, everything's a court session. It's not. But then there are people out there who are TI users. So you may have to be able to understand and be able to take and also be able to back up your claims. That's like a big part about, uh, thankfully we have TE as an ENFP that we can make this happen but in a way keep in the back of your mind that we may have to back up a lot of our claims and a lot of our shenanigans because some of what we talk about as NE as much as we are playful and as much as we like to you know dabble in topics casually other folks may not understand that we do that casually for us it's just a light con like a light convo that can and will go deep whenever we want to or we follow the flow but for some folks it's like say NI users would translate our let's say grand ideas or seemingly soundingly grand ideas as serious when it's not just to keep that you know keep it in the back of our heads um another thing that i've noticed with us enfps we love to downplay our skills all right we love that we don't want people to look at us and see us as experts or see us as awesome people because for us it's it kind of hampers or dampens our own process because then we have to be distracted with this physical, tangible concept of, oh, well, now that you think I'm awesome, do I have to now constantly have to work towards to maintain that kind of image? And it becomes like you, you get hit with your imposter syndrome, you get hit with all these other things, and then you're still distracted by your possibilities. And so you're basically just kind of rolling around in circles until you just kind of quit. So it, it's a major pressure on us, and we don't like that kind of pressure. You know, let us be a wandering sage rather than an elevated leader, you know? And, but I kind of want to laugh about that concept in a way because let's be honest and let's be 100% real, fellow ENFPs. I know, you know, you think you're awesome. That we can all agree with. I don't know, I don't care if you have some weird self-deprecating at, you know, moment because you're like some kind of type six somewhere, but even if, even if at the end of the day you look at yourself in the mirror, I know you know that you think you believe that you're smart and you know you've done stuff and i know that you know that you work hard to be where you are right now so in a way i i get it i get where we're all coming from because we all have a moment where we fluff ourselves up because life is hard (laughs) but also because we have to right like we almost can't not do that because if we what's the opposite what's the alternative and why bother with that alternative when we can focus on our own growth and orient ourselves to in a direction where we can always explore um i'll get into the philosophy or even like that later on i have a feeling that i'll touch on base coming back but knowing that i'm speaking to exclusively enfbs and the other types listening are going to be oh my goodness he's changing topics again well you gotta be an NE Dom to follow this. So <laughs> that's kind of where we're at. So a big step that I would like to add and 
say is that know your steps and accept that reality the reality of those steps so what i mean is and let me relay a story first when i talk about this so i was in a conversation and i think i brought this up in a previous collab with i think bin i was talking to bin about this but i was in a voice chat with a few folks and i was actually kind of fascinated because one of these person who's also an enfp at the ripe age of her early 20s was claiming that her si is just so good so good that she's been very very good in handling her internal trauma her memories her history she's very very aware and she's very very good and she's doing all this stuff now i hope you guys keep in mind the previous thing don't make such claims unless you know you can back it up because that's gonna be a little difficult (laughs) but i mean i'm an innocent person just asking an innocent question so i said hey what steps did you do to reach that si you know what's what are the steps? What are your details? What are the gigs? How did you at 20 figure it out that we at our 30s or 25s and over are still working it out? How, wh- what did you, what secret? And, well, she had none. That's the problem. She didn't have an answer because in a way it was just an empty claim. It was an any claim that she saw the possibility of the one time she folded her bedspread maybe and suddenly, oh my goodness, I'm great at SI. No, sis. You're not, unfortunately. That's not how it works. And then she added the whole, <laughs> I hate to have to do this, but she added, oh, I haven't, I forgot to eat breakfast. And I'm going, yo, that's a big sign that your SI is horrible. If you can't even maintain or keep up with a routine, you got to be able to know what you're doing. You can't just suddenly tell me that, hey, I'm all this in a bag of chips and I'm awesome. But then suddenly, you know, backtrack. And then be like, oh, wait, no, I totally forgot to have breakfast. Wait, let me, for, you know, let me go back to that. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to, like, where was the, <laughs> where was the disclaimer? Where was the steps? Where was everything? And that's where it dawned on me. Guys, we can't just start claiming things and assuming that we're awesome. Because while we do believe it, the reality doesn't always add up to what we think. And that's a big part about being who we are and being real. I think it's a part where I start bringing up things like authenticity, like in being genuine. Because were you? I doubt it. And I'm not, no shade to this person. I actually like this person. This person's really awesome. But I have to give my critique about the situation. If we have to make, end up, like if you just embellish truths by saying things like, oh yeah, I change my bed sheets all the time, but you don't. Because you just want to prove to the other person that you can follow along with their train of thought. That's not really being real. You're being, you're embellishing. I wouldn't say that you're lying completely, but in a way, are we above lying as ENFPs? I would think not. I actually would think that we're not above it. I think that there's a lot of times where we will bend the truth to fit our own narratives, and that's a big part of our problems. And I think that being aware of that first and seeking instead a more honest approach can be more beneficial for us. But again, steps, right? Focusing on her SI steps. We have to know what it is, even if we hate it. And that's the thing, though. We have to learn to enjoy what we hate. Um, and I say this hate because I know other folks and other types are going to be thinking, oh my goodness, hate, that's such a strong word. No, it's not. We're ENFPs. We can use whatever word we want. <laughs> so, and since I am speaking exclusively to fellow ENFPs, it's hate. Right? We don't like sitting down and having a routinized breakfast. We don't like going, you know, knowing exactly and always checking 
details or checking your bank statements. Like we don't like doing that kind of st- stuff, but we have to. We have to learn to enjoy. We have to learn to have fun in these situations. In a way, we have to distract ourselves again. And part of this um, is the priority situation. It's not just mental wellness with us. I know we love to look up. I mean, this is probably why we got even we even approached type to begin with, or typology as a concept, because we want to grow, we want to learn what makes us awesome, we want to be able to know the skills and the strengths that we could use because we feel useless in a planet that's prioritizing SI and TE a lot, and we can't always bring it. So, we have to, a big part of this gig is physical wellness too. Go, work out, go outside, listen to the whispers of your body. This does not apply to the NI and the SE perceiving axis, folks. They are a whole different level. Like, we can talk about them another day. They are weird in their own way. But for us, we have things called SI needs that have to be met. Now, that's kind of funny to kind of mull about. If we don't take care of these SI needs, it actually puts us at a huge disadvantage. If we like to say that, hey, I'm a night owl, I like to do this, I like to do that, but then do we are we actually effective in what we're doing? Are we actually getting the stuff done? Or are we just sitting there telling other people, overwhelming them with a little of our NE to convince them that we're somehow better than we really are? If Because in a way, if you have to overdo the talking, you're basically not walking is another part of the, if you want to shift that idiom. You're basically not proving it to yourself and you're not proving it to the people you're talking to. So you're basically not proving anything. And we are TE users, so I know that's going to hit. We have to prove something. So that's just kind of where... <laughs> and the funny thing is, too, that makes me laugh about this whole gig. I know, you know, that we're actually really good at planning and strategizing. We do this all the time. Part of this isn't... It isn't like NI strategizing where... It's long-term and sustainable and all that stuff. No, we are great at brainstorming. It's one of our ma- many talents. But it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's very moment in the moment kind of situation. Uh, we plan and strategize and think about possibilities all the time. This isn't hard. You know, we could look at any object and suddenly you can start drawing things out of that. That's why it's distracting, but also useful it, if we knew how to kind of wrap our heads around and be aware that that's what we do. So you go out, let's say. You go out, you, you already know what you're doing. You can actually plan your entire day rather quickly. Because in a way, with any, especially, let's say, living as annoyingly long as I have... <laughs> I like to think as I'm old. I'm not. I'm forever young. We are going to live forever, fellow ENFPs. But you, it, it's predictable. You know, li- if life is what it is and we aren't pu- actively pushing ourselves to ch- face the unpredictability, there are definitely some things that remain consistent in our lives. But we say everything's unpredictable because we ignore the consistent. But if we choose to kind of look at the consistent, you'll be surprised how much consistency is actually out there in, on the planet. There is. There's a lot of things that remain the same, and that's the part that annoys us because we want to shake up the tree a little bit, if not a lot of it. But by paying attention to those little things a little bit, we can actually use it to our advantage. So a big part of the steps are another step. Sorry, another point that I want to make. Marry reality with idealism. This is the struggle with all of us, especially with an ENFP with the lowest amount of sensing we could possibly have. I have always been bothered with the situation. 
and I know you guys feel it too, where we are, we're idealists. We like to dream. We like to sit there and daydream. We like to think of the world as a better place or a bad place. We we like to make stories. We like to create some fantasies. We like to do something crazy. We love it. Uh, in a way, also, here's the thing, though, too. We also feel that when we feel like we're betraying ourselves by dulling these dreams or thinking about paying attention to those so-called details. Like, for example, if you have to check your bank statement every now and then, you got to sit down and do your taxes or you got to go wash dishes, do your laundry, all that stuff. It annoys us because we're like, no, it's a... We're taking a break from what we like doing, which is in the any realm, in the realm of possibilities and awesomeness and fun. But here's a little tip that I've kind of picked up along the way. The mundane details that we face and ignore, those are temporary. They're not permanent. They are consistent, yes, but they're not permanent. They serve only to be fulfilled in the moment. Get it done, and then you have the rest of the day to play. So that say, that advice kind of goes with chores, routines, etc. Let's say washing dishes, get it done now. You don't have to think about it later. You know, you could wait till it gets piled up again. But hey, you could start it now and then get it done later. We also do really well processing while on the go. So if you can kind of any realm your way through a di- washing dishes, make it a game for you, make it happen. I used to have this thing where I like to imagine myself fighting grease as if it was like kitchen grease, like fighting those little things using that little Dawn soap and going haywall. Are going haywire? Sorry, haywall. Whatever words are coming out of my mouth. This is three cups of coffee. But yeah, going crazy on you know an aggressive kitchen cleaning because you realize that it's a war against this stupid grease on a plastic Tupperware, and that you've been suffering and fighting, and you make it a whole story. You suddenly now have a story, and suddenly you don't even remember yourself washing the dishes. It's already been done because you put yourself through it. That's kind of a gig that I know you guys can do it too. Uh, if I've done it, we can all do it. So I mean, come on. And I'm just a little a little Asian boy over here, just like chilling at his computer desk, making it happen. Which I now believe, if I could, that means you guys can too, and life is great. <laughs> <laughs> next point, next point, next point. As a little tangent there. Know the limits of your any. We, as a type, as a function even, we're celebrated. It's any is a powerhouse, according to a lot of the folks who witness it, who try to describe it, who try to like get around with it. But let me tell you, we're going to keep it 100. <laughs> we're going to keep it real, okay? It is a very, 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 very overestimated guesser, okay? Intuition is great, but a divergent intuition, such as extroverted intuition, that we as dominant any users do and conceptualize ideas consciously, it is distracting, okay? We have to be okay with admitting that it is the antithesis of efficiency. We aren't wired to make things easy. We have to go through stuff the hard way because... Even if there was 1% that it's gonna, it's not going to happen or it's going to happen, we will look at the 1%. We will try to cover it no matter what. We won't start shaving out the things that aren't, going, that aren't likely to happen. We, let's say that happens later on in our lives. But now, like, to the ENFPs are in their 20s. I mean, come on, Gen Z folks out there working this with me. I know you guys know that as much as y'all want to be, hey, let's get this done. You find that it's 1 a.m., you passed out, and you have your project do the next day it, it it happens okay we are not superhuman we are just human our mind may be superhuman you may think it is but even that has issues okay no 
comic book character was written to have awesome powers, there's always often going to be a weakness, a fatal flaw, something that ruins it because life is just full of problems. And that's, in my Seven world, that's kind of fun. I mean, that's what makes it exciting. But again, how to get there, right? How to get our way through that. We aren't wired to make it easy. I've had situations where I had to work with pipes and plumbing a little bit, and I had to flood the room in a way because... Even if someone told me, oh, it's going to flood the room if you do this, I have to explore it. I got to see it because if it's just in the conceptual mind, I'm also thinking at the exact same moment, the conceptual moment of it not even happening at all. So I have to prove it in reality for it to work out for me. And that's just me. Okay. I don't know if other folks relate to that. ENFPs out there. Okay. Have you done trade work? Dude, like it's, it's work. <laughs> we, I've been there. It is not a typical walk in the park. I was not prepared in a way, but also very, very excited that it was totally out of what I expected myself to be. But here we are, you know, having that under my belt, it's a thing. So I don't know, and I'm not the best at it. Of course not. There is really no way to work around it. It's a very SE-dominated workforce. And I mean, and rightly so, because you have to be aware of when things happen. Like if there was a leak and it just starts, you know, splashes you in the face, you got to know how to plug it up. You got to know something. And you can't just sit there being all lost and deer in the headlights and be, oh, but what if this? There is no time for hesitation. And hesitation is what costs lives in reality, from what I understand. So keep your hesitation to yourself and process it maybe after or process it before you go into the action and then kind of like roll with it. So this leads to my next bit the what I like to call the any paralysis now a lot of ENFPs are describing it the scenario or the situation the concept the phenomenon in different words I personally call it the paralysis an INFJ who goes by the name of Joyce which who I really appreciate and very value I had a conversation with her on the other on her channel on YouTube if you want to hear it listen to her but she talked she calls it an any bottleneck scenario so what happens Yes, we can conceive the concept of infinity. We are any doms, okay? When we believe that anything is possible, we can conceive literal matrix of anything is possible. Fine, that's great, that's wonderful, that's awesome. But we're also human. There is going to be a time where it's gonna, there's a limit. There's gonna be a time where this entire thing where we just take in all these possibilities is gonna hit us hard and it's gonna render us immobile and useless and keeping it real it's a thing it's fun intuition is fun for us it's not a scary concept it's great but when it turns to anxiety we gotta take a we gotta press the brakes okay go outside take a deep breath have a glass of water take a break we need to have that moment it doesn't do us any good if we're just gonna pretend that life's great by literally ignoring the issue that comes in with our own dominant any I'm not here going to say that any is bad, any is wonderful. As an ENFP myself, I am biased when I talk about it. But like I mentioned again and again and again, we have to be 100% real. It's distracting and debilitating if you're not careful. That's a thing. I like to compare any to a huge ocean. And a lot of the possibilities that we're filling out are little beakers that if you can conceive of a of a or conceptualize a vision of or an illustration of a whole infinite array of beakers and your any is the ocean and we're filling in beakers with that amount of liquid that's kind of how i see it if there is a huge chance of each beaker overflowing and that can be a problem if all of these beakers overflow then we are in trouble 
But if you look at it from a different angle, by noticing what overflows, by tracking what doesn't and what does, we get to realize where our NE is doing major work and what that means in reality. I've personally found that if some possibilities are taking too much NE to conceptualize, something is must be off with what I'm looking at. Uh, a good uh, example that I'm thinking of is, for example, if I notice that a person is, let's say, saying one or two lines of a text message or whatever it is they're going with, and suddenly I'm starting to think, hey, wait a minute, I'm assuming a lot about this person's backstory. That means I don't have enough data from this person. So I'm going to shift gears and I'm going to start asking questions because I'm now going to need more data. Again, utilizing NE, but in different angles, in different ways, we got to be creative because, you know, the INFPs and the INTPs out there are beating us to it. They're, they're very cool when it comes to their using their NE. They're like, oh my goodness, it's a tool, it's a, it's a sword, it's a screwdriver. And I'm like, no, it's not, okay? Or great, that's great for you that it is. But I mean... Uh, what is it for us? It's the air. It's the thing that we're, we're basically, this is the, if any was water, it's in our lungs, we're drowning. That's what it is for us. <laughs> Which kind of leads me to the next point. Know your lane. Not everyone is going to like or appreciate your presence and energy. That's fair. It's, bas- it's a basic advice. I believe that only a handful of minds can actually wrap their minds around. And I think it's mostly between the NE and the SI perceiving axis that cannot wrap that in, the whole know your lane gig. Um, I don't know if the, the other types, other functions get that, but in a way, yeah, know your lane. What I mean with this is because we know as ENFPs what energy we bring to the table. Now, I don't know, you know, I'm going to have to call this out for other ENFPs who are like, no, no, I don't know what I bring to the table. No, honey, you do. Okay? We bring it hard. We know what our any does. Um, we walk into a room. We already pull it out with our any. We know what it brings to the table. We just don't pay attention to that because we're busy chasing it. You know, you can't really pay attention to what's already, like, you, in a way, if you're drowning, you're not really thinking about, oh, look how pretty the water is. You're thinking about surviving. <laughs> so... Shift the gears again, you know, reframe your situation. Um, we know that our energy is loud and annoying, but at the same time, you got to know our audience. We're fantastic at sifting out from others and knowing how we play our cards when the table is favorable. Basically, it's just, it's all a game and we have to play it. Now, to elaborate a little bit on this, what are our cards? So this can be basic cards that we have as ENFP, especially when you first take up, let's say, Myers-Briggs, or you started learning Jungian terms, or Socionic terms, or whatever type system you follow, and you realize, oh, hey, I have NE. So know what you bring to the table. When you are an NE user, what are your strengths what are your weaknesses what are your you know where do you play where can you play well a big part of what we do is we like to talk but we don't like to walk that's a big problem with us okay and like i mentioned before we like to embellish and have narratives with our own gig as any and we forget how we kind of have to have application I'm not saying that if you're a young ENFP listening that you suddenly have to have this happen, but if you can start young, start young. Because, yo, this... It's better young. Let's put it that way. Start knowing what makes you good. It's hard to understand the concept of selling yourself, especially in a corporate setting, because in a way, our minds as idealists, even as NFs, we aren't wired to kind of 
succeed by following the typical path of corporate ladders that we normally know. There are times when we can make it happen, but there are also times where we have to kind of throw our hands in the air and be like, hey, this isn't working for me. And we got to know when that line is. So for example, are you down for data entry? Are you down for this? Or are you good at this? Are you good at that? Sometimes we recoil at those concepts because we don't like to consider ourselves as masters of one. We like to be jack of all trades. A big tip that I've learned is that the resume is merely the stepping stone to your interview. So whatever you say in there, be ready to be able to back it up. And also, don't be so all about it because it's not like they're at, they're expecting, like the interviewer, I mean, it's not like they are expecting you to be a perfect person. They are expecting you to be able to be competent. And that's kind of where the concept kind of goes full circle. Competency is being, in my opinion, now that I've talked and babbled for about half an hour, it's being your best self in the moment for that moment. And it's also being able to handle the problems with the best of your ability, knowing completely well that you could fail. It's that balancing act because competency isn't the same as master, um, isn't the same as full total awesomeness because we are always going to have moments where it's not going to work out. It's being able to know, like, for example, do you know how to wash dishes? Do you know not, not to break a dish when you're washing it? Then you're competent. For cooking, let's say cooking eggs, do you burn it often? Maybe you're not that competent at cooking eggs. But at the same time, you know, that doesn't mean you're not competent in other areas, right? So it's, again, a measure of, cons- well, I hate saying words that are buzzwords for us ENFPs, like consistency, typical, conventional, because in a way, those things kind of annoy us because we like to shake up the tree. But again, with being 100% real with everybody here, we got to play with that. Because in a way, I also do believe that we are all capable of doing everything. I had this thing where as an ENFP or as an any dom, I know I can do everything. Like, I definitely do believe that. However, me believing it and reality telling me or reality proving it is two different things. I have learned to marry the concepts of reality and idealism by saying that I can do everything as long as I do the work. Or if I have the work done, if I have the time, the effort, and the money, then anything can happen. But if I do not have one or two or three of those things, then it remains an idea, and that's kind of where it'll stay. So not that I don't ever be able to have a chance there will be chances out there that i can still bring it hard however it is not going to be something that i would claim 100 percent that i'm fully competent in like i can't say that i cook that i'm a competent cook i can say well actually maybe i can say that <laughs> however it's so uncomfortable for me because i haven't cooked harder dishes yet so in a way it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that concept and i still can't fully get with it or get with the program um but i'm sure you guys fellow enfps can kind of follow my train of thought with that um we have to stop lying to ourselves (laughs) we have to stop telling ourselves that life's great when it's not so this is the hard one and i'm taking a shift in the mood as a type seven it is my number one issue that and for those who don't understand what i'm talking about when i start mentioning numbers this is the enneagram personality type system that i fall into uh type seven is what they call the enthusiast in a lot of different profiles 
And it's also the type that one of my biggest, our biggest coping mechanisms is rationalization and reframing, where we like to change and shift things to be more positive. So it's very hard for me to feel negative, and I like, and it's a lot of it ties to being an avoided escapist type of personality. I can say it now because I had to do that work, and I have to be very. Oh, it's it's still there, as you can tell. You can hear. Hopefully, you can hear the nervousness in my voice. It's still there. I do not like. Admitting that I hate it, I absolutely hate it. But in the quest to be a hundred percent real, we have to do it. It's it's work, and that's the thing that I, you know, we have to remind ourselves, if not constantly, how sucky life is. Um, even if we are like, eh, I don't want to believe that, but here we are. So a big part of what it is with an ENFPs or with us we like to drop a project pick up another one because in a way for us it's to ease us of stress it's like a mental multitasking gymnastic moment we did it when we were younger and we're masters of it now but reality is a different playground so there are things in real life called deadlines and we sometimes we have to need we kind of need those to get things in order if you don't have a person out there putting it on you or laying on the deadlines for you you gotta do it yourself Make up a deadline, you know. Make up something. Make put yourself in a crisis situation for fun, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Be your own parent, because in a way, we can't just be playing the cards of oh, I'm just an ENFP. As much as that's cute, but we can't live life being just cute. You know, we there's a moment where the doors close, and we gotta be serious adults for once. And sometimes that there's nobody out there watching us doing that. And even if we want. So to be validated for being an adult and being competent and serious, but we also have a tendency to be super happy and super out there and kind of remove <laughs> defeat the purpose. You know, where we like, I have this, I have this complaint where I'm like, "Hey, why are people not taking me seriously?" And then I see a dog, Ooh, pretty puppy, gone, losing all forms of serious points. So in a way, accept that that's a truth in us. That's a reality. I had to accept that that people are gonna have to see me a certain way and I just kind of thought of it my my personal thing is I just thought of it as well it's their loss if they don't see me serious because in a way I just don't really view them enough of a value that I would want be serious in front of them because I don't know like I if you have to if your whole gig is to project onto me that you don't think I'm serious because you can't formulate or fathom in your mind that a person can be multifaceted as a human being, I probably didn't even want to know or meet you anyway. Right? Like, let's be real here. If you have to push that onto me, it means that there is something about you that wasn't really worth knowing either. So if that's how you view the world, as a person who views the world as very gray, that's better that you tell me so we don't have to talk. Right? Come on, guys. Do you guys agree with this situation? Like, do you guys get my drift here? know your audience in a way some people deserve to hear it some people don't and some people can some people can just accept the whole oh, and just the dumb enfp don't worry about me because in a way they're missing out and that's their problem and then you know what that's great that's fine they can go and the thing is is they can go live their life and die knowing that their life is awesome and content without ever having to see this they could have been you know inspired and changed and you know worked it if they had acknowledged us but if they don't have to if they don't want to and at the same time the the reverse order comes in we don't have to bend to that if we don't want to that's reality for you i like to think of reality like acrylic paint if you make a mistake if you wait long enough you could actually fix it 
<laughs> I hope that metaphor kind of makes sense there. I'm throwing down random points here. Again, to the folks out there who can't follow my train of thought, because I'm jumping everywhere. This this was meant for ENFPs. So I'm going out there with this. I could go more systematic if I want to, but at the same time, is that really how we are and how we learn fellow ENFPs? Is that really who we are? I do not think so. And if you have ways because you've grown and you've done ways, you've done your strategies, you've created some steps, goodness gracious, let me know. Because we are all in a stage where we want to learn. We want to consume information. We want to make it happen. We want to be able to wrap our minds around it. Which leads me to my next gig. Understand authenticity and identity for what it is and then go with it. So this is a tough one. We as ENFPs, our identities are normally either very solid or very fluid. It really is, you know, either or. But I personally do believe that too many of us cling to the concept of authenticity to the point where it's now a cop-out, okay? Fellow ENFPs, and I know who you, you know who you are, okay? No, your values aren't just valid because you feel them, okay? We base, like, do you really want to be that person that says, nah, validate me because I said so? That's not good enough, okay? We have to be, we have to do better. And it's because I have a lot of issues with this that I've noticed it, it, it removes the curiosity from us. And I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from with this. If you cling to your identity so hard as an ENFP, you dull your NE. And you kind of put yourself in a black and white situation where we're more suited for gray. And not saying that it's bad or anything. You can have, you can take a stand. We are meant to take a stand. We are meant to eventually settle down. I know that growth path. However, we should not lose the natural curiosity that came with us as a kid. That ability of our NE that makes us the way we are. That, to me, is a true authenticity. That, to me, where we can sit and listen and validate and hear and confirm other conceptual perspectives and other perspectives wrap it in our heads even if we don't fully agree with it we can keep consuming because if you cling to an identity and you argue that you shut yourself off from the world and that to me is the worst sin you could do as an enfp it's almost why would you ever do that to yourself other types can probably do it and that's fine i'm not saying they're wrong i'm saying that for us as fellow enfps do not let go do not give up your any because that's it's one of our biggest things right like why is it that we have to dull out ourselves for other people yet they don't have to you guys have to wrap this out with me is that how the world works is that i mean i understand it's unequal i understand that there are things in our lives where we may have to blend we have to make sacrifices but the thing is we all have to make sacrifices and we all have to adjust and blend in with everybody because we all have to kind of coincide and coexist however do not compromise your any that's the one thing i do not understand uh if you ever find yourself blending it out you may have to do some soul searching and you may have to start thinking about it because you know you can't just be like oh because i'm this and i identify as that great good for you but there's always more to life than your identity always always and i know there are type fours out there who are thinking oh but i'm like no type fours isn't about that your 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 um coping mechanism is what is shoot what was your (laughs) it's not identification identification is three shoot um it's (laughs) it's interjection okay you take in what people say and you turn it into yourself 
yes, that's cute and all, but again, it's only another way of wrapping your head around certain situations, how you exert control over reality. We are, as a seven, I get it, we're frustration types, we love to control reality as best as we can and try to project our idealism, but if we are also ENFPs at the exact same time, reality and our idealism are on separate places, completely. They're on separate worlds, whereas our feelings, our FI, is on separate different time zones. So it's very, very problematic, and it's very odd and very different. We may need to work this out. So going back to authenticity and identity, please, you know, don't just be all this, hey, I'm this, therefore take me. We may have to provide reasons. We may have to give ourselves a little more. We may have to, you know explain ourselves and that sucks honestly man i'm, I'm gonna be with <laughs> again being real with you this is, i feel like this is the most stripped down i've ever been on an episode i usually am not like this at all but i have i've i'm just so passionate about authenticity and why i don't agree with how it's being applied now because everybody and always everything it's not just enfps either like every fi person seems to have this this boner for authenticity and i'm like yo just because you say it doesn't mean it's real Uh, We have to take that. We have to understand the truth in that statement because you're basically, you're literally the that kind of close-minded person that we are fighting against. So we have to do better. (laughs) And I can I I can elaborate a little bit more. I'll probably elaborate them in another episode somewhere. But it's yeah, it's one of my opinions out there. Take it as you will. If you hate it, if you love it, that's up to you. Whatever. We're just keeping it hundred. Um, so, I know I've been talking for about forty-five minutes now. The biggest question I think is a big part of this: is do I do any of these stuff? You know, do I even take my own advice? One of our biggest problems, the NFPs, is we don't take our own advice. So, here's a concept that might blow your mind: our world and our growth path as ENFPs are always, 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 always going to have ebbs and flows. Like how people can have days where we look in the mirror and despite looking absolutely the same as yesterday, we'll suddenly think that something's different and something's off. And that's okay. We wax and wane. The key to our success is awareness that reality is like that. You know, there isn't a happy ending. It's a continuous story with each day having problems and each week having problems and each year having problems. But in every other day and week and year, there are good eggs. Celebrate those eggs. Crack them open. Make an egg dish. You know, make a quiche. Quiche sounds good or something. That's what we do to make it kind of happen. Now, do I claim that I do all of these stuff all the time? The answer is no, of course not. I don't do this all the time. There's going to be moments where I tell myself, hey, I'm going to vacuum next week. And I don't. Because something came up and I have to make an episode and I have to keep up my consistency routine because in the longer run, I need to have this out and be more consistent with you guys listening so that I know that you guys can at least rely that I can be consistent versus at the sacrifice of the typical daily routine that I usually have for myself. I'm not blaming anybody. However, to my own criteria, let's say, understand that this is what my reality is and understand that that's similar to other people's reality also say you are an enfp that travels a lot you know that's your gig but you know there's always sacrifices that we all have to make you always there's a situation where opportunities could be missed and that can be frustrating you know we could or we might end up wandering into some place that we probably shouldn't have because or if we should have just listened to our intuition a little bit more and be like hey maybe not you know hey that could have been a bad idea again 
what of it, right? Or you could be one who happens to be rather, you know, stuck in one place for too long, but you're trying to do your best to kind of work it out a little bit, make do with what you can. It's really, it's all different. We all want the same thing. We all want, we're chasing that SI at the end of the day, but we're chasing it in our own unique way. So fellow ENFPs, understand that when I say these things and I say my full self like this and I'm very, very nervous about the the supposed response from you guys because I'm not entirely sure, nor am I entirely competent because um, I still don't believe that I am. However, I hope these tips kind of helped in any way and I hope these tips kind of reignited something because, the, again, like I mentioned earlier, this is an, an intention to get a conversation started, okay? This is a, a moment to kind of get the wheels turning because I don't know maybe folks haven't really talked about it much or maybe we haven't really gone over this enough and I'm kind of down to kind of have that convo you know I'm down to make it work we've got all the other types talking about growth and making it happen do we do it ourselves you know I feel like because we're so good at noticing other folks' abilities and talents and knowing how we can use them we forget that we can use ourselves you know, we can trick ourselves into being useful and awesome. And that has nothing to do by com- being compared to another type. We can't do that to ourselves. Stop comparing ourselves to other types who have strengths. That's why I have a thing where we have to really value our NE because nobody else cares. And that's not to say that's a bad thing. I mean, we're actually very happy nihilists out there. But at the same time, if you do not pay attention to yourself, who will? I'm just saying that who is going to pay attention to you? Yeah, you may have loving family. Yeah, you may have loving friends. But at the end of the day, when you are alone and the lights are off and the makeup is, you know, wiped off or you're ready to go to bed, you are with yourself and you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life. And that's awesome. I am telling you as a seven, as well as an ENFP, that is actually pretty awesome that we do that. But we have to be okay with it too. Um, there, I don't understand the concept of loneliness, but I know some of you guys may feel lonely. I'm not saying that you guys have to be like me. As a seven, it's it's a weird it's a weird notice. I'm not saying all sevens aren't lonely. There are also those who are. I'm just saying that do what you can, right? Make it happen. You know, make do with what you can. I I am terrified all the time. I have to keep saying that. You know, that's and the thing is, is people always wonder like, are you a six? And like, you'd be surprised how forceful I am when it comes to fear. How delicious it tastes it's adrenaline for my blood it's adrenaline for my soul but i have to admit that as a seven that i cannot be running away from problems all the time and i think the same applies same principle can apply to other enfps we can't always be running away from ourselves we can't always be ghosting on our friends stop ghosting on your friends find the strength in you to reply to them especially like know who your close ones are reply to them first and then if you have any unfinished business reply to that too okay (laughs) you know apologize when you need to be a nice person please be a good person um there's nothing wrong with being polite and you know genuine you could be 100% real I was telling this to other people too I can be 100% blunt and I could be full-on disrespectful if I want to but why what is the reason to that there has to be a point to what we do I know as ENFPs with everything we do there is a reason the only difference that we have with ENTPs is that while we play around with everything, we're also very, very similar when we need to be. We take life a little bit more seriously than they do. We take it harder than they do. And I know you know, fellow ENFPs, I know you know. And it sucks. <laughs> 
it sucks it's a life it's what we do but it's also something that we have to kind of enjoy i feel like all the we have to embrace all of our crap you know all the things that thrown in our way we have to embrace it we have to learn to be able to enjoy our problems and i hate to make it sound like that's horrible because of course not if you're in a problematic situation or circumstance please do something about it you know have the strength to make it happen i'm not saying that you should ignore traumas or whatever like that please don't um typology is not a substitute for mental illness we have to know the difference okay if you really have depression if you have clinical one if you have you know if you're suffering from a mental illness somehow please get help okay know that you are loved and are any let's say matrix so good vibes are being sent out to all of y'all listening and i hope you receive it with warmth and awesomeness because i really don't want you guys kind of falling i don't know like i just i just don't like seeing enfps feeling distraught that life sucks because it doesn't have to be you know like I, it doesn't have to be I'm, I'm kind of maybe i sound like i'm pleading with other enfps out there but come on guys like I know there are those who, and I know those who are successful and competent, and I've seen them, and they are fantastic, and they make it happen. To those who are worrying and wondering about it, we have a unique growth path. We have to follow that unique growth path. We do not have to listen to whatever it is the, whatever it is you're supposed to do, because what you're supposed to do is flex that any, you know, make it work, make it happen, seek it out, make it happen. I can't even stress that long enough this is definitely not the end it's going to be one of first if this episode generates responses if this episode generates talk with other people or whatever then by all means hit me up okay you tell me what you think it's disagreement with me if you want you know call me out if you think i'm horrible please please do okay because i need to know all right and i think people kind of misunderstand like as a seven you gotta I could, I could probably take it. <laughs> no, it's... You know, I have a line to one, so I can be really critical if I need to be. But again, the whole point of what I'm saying... Gosh, I'm distracting even myself. Please, 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 please. Okay? Know yourself. You know, and if you have to lose yourself to know yourself, then take pride in losing yourself to know yourself. Because nobody else does it. Okay? Everybody else is trying so hard to have a vision void. We don't always have to make it happen like that. But we still take life just as seriously as the next guy. We just don't show it. And I know that. I know you guys know this. And I don't know. Like, just be, I guess, a good person. Seek out. Like, the the principle applies. Be a good person to yourself first. And then radiate that to other people. I, I feel like that's the best takeaway I could take from this. Or for you guys to hear as well. Um, For you folks out there. You know, be the person that you have to be i hate being inspirational i have you guys have to understand this this is so uncomfortable for me i don't like helping people i really don't and i don't know how much i can stress this out because i sound super healthy and inspiring right now but you have to understand that this isn't something that i enjoy it's something that i believe is an issue and a crisis that needs to be solved so i do believe that a lot of any doms out there especially enfps aren't being aware enough i don't and I'm just saying this is an intuition thing. Like, I don't actually know people by name who does this. But if you're learning it to type and then you're suddenly finding out, like, what am I bad at? What am I good at? Honey, we can talk about it. And that's kind of where I'm at with this. 
to other ENFPs out there who've kind of made it happen and made it work and made it awesome. You are fantastic. You know that I love you. Oh gosh, it's a whirlwind situation, I would say. And again, make it we make it the way we have to. And I get I let's say I don't like inspiring others, but I love being inspired. By others if that makes sense you know i don't want to be there coaching you and be like yo 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 this is what you got to do i don't really care for that especially unless i'm directing you because i'm your boss or something then fine i'll give you steps but you know, typically i don't like being out there giving you guys a full speech of how you know like a coach would in a way um however if you have stories i love hearing stories i love hearing your history i feel like it's such a privilege it's such an honor to be in the presence of somebody who can tell me what their struggles are what they've done to work it out those are so fantastic i eat that up i kid you not i eat all of that up if you went through something went through problems and you told me how you solved it yo something about that clicks something about watching somebody's working through their struggles and maintaining a positive outlook on life and just believing in themselves honey where are you and how can i consume your existence your soul your essence your everything i need it all in my body right now the body is ready <laughs> i don't know if you guys have really got this part of me before but this is this is me at full 100% realness. I I don't usually talk like this as often as I probably should. I feel like I I really do feel like I'm talking to ENFPs personally. Like if you're listening and you are an ENFP, this is for you. And know that I'm reading you as you are going to read me to filth also. That is the tea. <laughs> But anyways, I'm going to stop it for now here. I've actually almost hit an hour. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for having me in the background. I hope I entertained you a little bit with this weird way way of talking that I do. If you're into this, if you're not, please let me know. Uh, Not that I'm going to stop because I am a talkative person. We all know that for 100%. And this is me attacking the topic of how to be a competent ENFP. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys take something good from this. And I hope things work out for you in the future. Um, Know that your success is always in my mind. Even if it's casually, understand that I love and wish you all success and happiness. So that's all the things I want to say for you guys. Um, I do have, I guess I shameless plug right now. I do have a premium show. If you're into that, I may end up putting on some videos of maybe more steps on ENFP chips and tricks or whatever it is. I'm thinking about it now. If I can make, you know, subscribe to that if you know, if you want to. And you'll see my links over that if you want. It's all over the place. So you can definitely find it. But yes, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, the week, the year. I know life is kind of weird right now, but again, I think it's all the more reason why we got to be more fun because life ain't going to get easy. And that's okay. Wax and wane, guys. Ebb and flow. Wax and wane, ebb and flow. It's our reality. Thanks again, and I hope you guys tune in to the next episode, perhaps next week, somehow. Maybe I'll have a guest over again. But with that being said, I hope you guys have a great time and enjoy the rest of your everything. Bye!